All right, guys, if you missed out on Freight Fest 2023, I feel for you. I know you're punching air. However, Freight Fest 2024 is going to come sooner than you think. Right now, go to www.freightfest.com. Early bird tickets are available. Listen, we're already planning for next year. It's going to be crazy. We are already lining up the speakers. Uh, Make sure you stay tapped in with us for all the updates, but get your early bird tickets right now for Freight Fest 2024, happening on September 26th through the 29th at the Royal Sinesta Galleria Hotel in Houston, Texas. All right? Go to www.freightfest.com for more updates. I can't wait to see y'all there. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. An uh, 18-wheeler has uh, 32 pallets put on the truck, but it, it only holds 30 pallets. Those same two pallets that needs to go on that truck, but it can't go on that trailer because it's full, those two pallets has to get to the same destination. So that broker, instead of taking those two pallets and paying an 18-wheeler, 250 a mile, 220 a mile, $3 a mile, He's going to take those two pallets and put it on a cargo van and pay him a dollar a mile. So, it, you know, it's, a, it's enough. It's enough freight. It's enough work for everybody. We train people how to start a transportation company with the emphasis of no CDL required. Box truck, cargo van, sprinter van. That, that's what we do. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Hustle fam, hustle fam, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Truck and Hustle. Um, today, I got my brother Sheldon Moore joining me. Um, Coach Sheldon, right, a- a- as he's affectionately known, Coach Sheldon Moore. Um, he is the, the CEO and owner of Yale Transportation. Did I, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Okay. And also the CEO of a truckerpreneur. Um, what is that? Trucking. Say that for me again. A truckerpreneur uh-huh. coaching service. A truckerpreneur coaching service. All right, I got my tongue a little bit twisted there. All right. Perfect. So um, this is a dope episode. You know, I, I basically found out about what Sheldon is doing. He had an amazing event not too long ago where they had, how, how much people were out there? How many box trucks were at that event? We had, we had about four box trucks and a couple of cargo vans, but we had over 250 people came from all over the country. So okay. the people that actually had uh, box trucks and cargo vans, they just took the time to fly out or they drove their car. Okay. And uh, we had them come in, come in from Texas, Ohio, Chicago, uh, 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 Kansas, uh, you name it. They just came. All over the place. And, and, and these people are who to you? Who are these people? Your students? Uh, a lot of them, majority of them were, were are my clients. A, jo- a majority of them never had the opportunity to meet me face to face. Okay. 
Okay. Because we have our coaching services, we stretch uh, nationwide. So we co- we can coach you and, and teach you how to start your business without physically being in front of you. Got you, got you, got you. Dope. All right. So you guys uh, teach people how to start transportation companies with no CDL required. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So that would be like uh, box trucks, um, courier vans, so forth and so on. That's pretty much you guys' niche. Correct. Dope. And how long have you been in the transportation uh, industry yourself, Sheldon? I've been in the industry seven years. I got a class A CDL. Used to drive an 18-wheeler for 7-Up. Used to drive a concrete truck for USA Concrete. Okay. Okay. Got you. So, so you got some experience in the game. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's, let's start from the beginning. I always like to get into my guest backstory so people can understand how they got to where they're at. Um, so let's talk about it. Where are you from? Talk to me a little bit about your upbringing, Sheldon. Well, I'm originally from the LBC, Long Beach, California. I grew up, uh, Snoop Dogg used to live right across the street from me. Him and my little brother, uh, they grew up together. Snoop used to come over and, uh, play video games with my little brother. So that's a good, uh, friend of mine. Uh, I went to one of the most famous uh, 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 high schools as far as sports. I went to Long Beach Poly High. Um, I went to college. Uh, I moved uh, here in Atlanta in 99. And I left. uh, No, no. I moved to Atlanta the first time in 1985. And then I left. Uh, in 89 and I opened a seafood restaurant in Minneapolis, Minnesota from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I moved to Florida and, uh, 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 I was a a car salesman for 20 years Mm. for 20 years after the restaurant business. And, uh, I came back to Atlanta in 1999 and I've been back ever since. Okay, got you. So you said you were a car salesman for 20 years. How was that, man? I was car. I know that's a rough business, man. It, it, it was a rough business, but I was a top salesman everywhere I went. When I say top, I don't mean like number one at every dealership, but I was in your top three. So okay. I was what you call a 20 car man. I would sell anywhere from 18 to 25 cars and I would make me $10,000 a month. Dope, dope, dope. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so after car sales, how do we get from selling cars to getting into the transportation industry? Well, I was, you know, I had got burnt out. I did it for 20 years. Uh, uh, The car business is uh, a lot of hours, uh, you know, one day a week uh, off, some days twice a week, uh, 12 hour days. I got burnt out after 20 years, but I wanted to find something that would supplement that $10,000 a month. Okay. So, and, but I knew I liked to drive. So I went to school, I went to school uh, right here in Atlanta tech, uh, got my CDLs at Atlanta tech and, um, my first job, I, you know, I've been uh, pushing the envelope ever since my, my CDL instructor said, you'll never get a job locally until you get a year experience over the road. Mm. My first job was locally here with seven up. Mm. So how'd you I do that? Seven, yeah. How, how, yeah. How'd you get, how'd you get that done? Hey man, just, just convinced uh, them. <laughs> just convinced them a little favor from God. And you know, okay. Yeah. Because I mean that traditionally that is it, man. You have to have at least, at least six months to a year over the road before anybody even look at you um, to do a local job. So that was dope. So you were working with seven up. I worked for seven up for three, three months. 
Uh, I didn't like it. I was only making $1,200 a week at about 65 hours. Mm. And uh, so I said, uh, let me try something else. I okay. went to USA Concrete, driving the concrete truck. I did that for four months. Okay. I was okay. making $1,500 a week, but they was working me Monday through Saturday at 70 hours for that $1,500. Woo! They breaking your back for that 1500 <laughs> They were breaking my back. So I said, it has to be a better way. I picked up the phone. I called a friend of mine. And a friend of mine said, you can make $1,000 a week in a cargo van. And I was mm. like, uh-uh, no way. Mm. He was like, okay. yeah, you can make $1,000 a week in a cargo van. Okay. So what was this friend of yours doing? I, I'm, I'm assuming that this was the business that they had? Yeah, he was a trucker. Okay. But he had he had way he, he had been in trucking maybe ten years, eight years. He had a lot more experience, a lot more knowledge than I did. I was brand new. Okay. So it was a lot of things that I, I wasn't aware of. Okay. Okay, got you. So he tells you this, uh he, he reveals this epiphany to you. You can make a thousand dollars a week in a cargo van. And what do you do next? The next thing I do, I do my research, I find a couple of companies that you can uh that, that you can haul freight in a cargo van. I had to make a decision either do I go out there and buy a brand new up-to-date van or do I start uh, uh, from humble beginnings? Okay. And I chose to start from humble beginnings. I went out there and found me a 2003 Ford for $1,500 with 300,000 miles on it. It was leaking oil. It was smoking in the back. But that van, once I bought it, it brought me $900 a week at 32 hours. A week. Mm, so working 32 hours a week, you'd make 900 a week. 32 hours a week, you'd make $900 a week. Correct. Could have made more. Yeah. But I was so used to working all of those hours. I chose to enjoy that, 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 that luxury of that, that uh, free time that I had, that extra free time that I had. Got you. And, and how were you making that 900 a week? I started off with a local carrier service right here in Atlanta. Uh, the carrier service. Uh, you download an app on your phone. Uh, when you wake up, you uh, you open the app. The app uh, notifies them that you're ready to work. It gives your location. 30 minutes to an hour later, they'll send you your first pickup. And you go, you walk right out the house, hop in your van, go to the pickup. By the time you pick it up, you're on your way to the delivery. They're sending you your next pickup on the, on the app. And it's just uh, nonstop all through the day. Now Got you. So, so what is your relationship to this carrier service? Are you the owner of your van and you're like leased on to this company? How, how does that relationship work? You are a independent contractor and you are leased on to them. Okay. Okay. Got you. So um, you're an independent contractor. They find you the, the, the freight and they basically let you know when it's time to go, you roll out, you do what you do. Correct. Now there's a difference between hauling freight locally versus hauling freight over the road. Okay. So when I first got started, I was hauling freight uh, locally and they pay by the load, not by per mile. Okay. Okay. So every time that you would do a delivery, the delivery might be $35, $45, $60, okay. $25. Okay. So you're trying to do uh, 150 to $200 a day. Got you. 
Got you. So th- th- how, did, how did you determine what you needed to make in order to be profitable? At that time, I was just trying to build a business. So I had no set amount in my mind. So when I first started, it took some time for me to get to that 900 a week that I previously talked about. So okay. I think I think the first week I might have made 400, then the next week uh, five, then the next week 550. And then as they see your work ethic, then they will put more on you. And gotcha. as they put more on you, then they will give you a dedicated route. So it ended up, I would uh, when I was making that 900 a week, I had a dedicated route. I knew where I was going every day. And by 1.32 o'clock, I was done. So from 8 in the morning, by the time I walk out the house, I was done between 1.30 and 2 o'clock. Okay, okay, gotcha. Did you know anybody else who, were running, who was running with this company or was it just you at that, at that time? Well, I, I mean, I met people, you mm-hmm. know, other uh, uh, cargo van drivers, independent contractors, okay. but as far as uh, knowing somebody personally, no. And, and what year, what, when was this when you first started out? Uh, this was uh, this was uh, the middle or beginning of two sixteen. Okay, okay, Tw- in twenty sixteen, you said. Yeah, so it, it was in two. It was in two thousand and sixteen. I don't know the exact month. Okay, okay, got you, got you. Is that app still around? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. can you share the app? What, what what app that is that you're using? You mean the company? The company. I'm sorry. I, yeah, the company that they, they had the app. Yeah, the company. I'll, I'll give you three of them. It's okay. uh, you got you got Carrier Connection. Okay. You got Carrier uh, Net, and you got ATL Carrier. Got you, got you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, is this a is this a Georgia based um, company or are they nationwide? This is a Georgia based company that they do majority local work. Uh, but one of them, ATL Carrier, they do over the road and local work. Okay. Okay. Now, if somebody was not in the area and they wanted to find a similar uh, situation, where could they where where could they go to find a, a, a similar setup, but somewhere else? Let's say I'm out of New Jersey or I'm out of Pennsylvania. How would you go about finding the same type of situation? You go to Google. Same thing. I teach some of my clients when they try and uh, when when. I have uh, referred customers I refer my clients to, but right. when they're in their particular area, I, I, I recommend that they go to Google Okay. and they just uh, uh, punch in Google or talk into Google, uh, cargo van work in uh, uh, Dallas, Texas, okay. cargo van work in New Jersey, uh, independent contractor work for a cargo van in uh, Houston, Texas. Or, or you would carry a services in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And those, those companies will pop up, and then you just do your research from there. Got you. How difficult was it for you to get, to get signed on with this, with this carrier? Was there any barriers to, 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 to entry to getting signed on, or was it pretty, pretty easy? No, it's pretty easy. Majority of these carriers, they just want to know that you got a, a, a good working van. Some of them have... Uh, uh, limitations on the year that that the van they don't have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering how does any of this affect me how can i read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio 
but my life. Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analyst Sela Shifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcast. I want it to be 2-0, but a lot of companies, uh, that's not a big deal. Uh, they just want you to have the proper insurance. Uh, the proper insurance for doing local work is 100, 350 liability. Uh, they, they want you to have a business. Uh, 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 some of them want you to have a business name. They want you to have a business account. And, um, 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 and, and some of them, they will accept your social security number, but they will prefer that you would have uh, your EIN number, your tax ID number, so they can send you your, your 1099 at the end of the year. Got you. Did, did you find like um, with working through this carrier that you were getting a, a good fair share of work or did you have to kind of fight for more loads? Like how, how was the working relationship between yourself and the carrier? Man, that's a great question. When you start out, they don't know you and you don't know them. So they are testing your work ethic. So, you know, when I first got started, I took pretty much anything that they threw at me. And then over a period of time, you can uh, pretty much know what the, uh, the load that they will send you to pick up and deliver, how much it would pay. Okay. So when once I establish a good work ethic, then when they would send me something that I did not like or did not pay well, I would just ask them, could you make sure that you send me cargo van loads that had distance to it or on mm, Okay. And then as I, you know, established that, they started sending me uh, loads with more distance on it. And the ones that got the distance on it, it paid better. The ones that had a lot of weight on it paid better. Got you. So you, cause you said earlier, you said that, um, initially, um, you were getting paid by the, the actual pickup. Like it wasn't a per mile type of thing. So as you kind of continued, then you started getting paid by the mile. Is that what happened? Right. So a lot of these carrier services, when you're doing things just around the city, I mean, for example, for Atlanta, it might be Atlanta to Norcross, Georgia, Norcross, Georgia, to Gwinnett County, Gwinnett County, to Cobb County. You're just going from metro atlanta in these different counties but right. every once in a while they might send you a load uh from uh atlanta to alabama it might be 110 miles anything over 100 miles that's when they trans they transfer over to paying you per mile got you got you now were you working for um as you as you progressed did you continue to work for one company or did you start um you know working for multiple carriers no, I don't, I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that for my clients. Uh, when, when I refer my clients to a carrier for their cargo van, I have multiple companies, but I only want them to run for one. Because when you start trying to work for this one, when you start trying to work for carrier one, then you take a load for carrier two, 
then you take a loaf of carrier three, you're all over the place and you're inconsistent. So you can't establish a relationship with the carrier because they can't trust you. Because one day you're working with them for two hours, then Tuesday you don't work with them, then Wednesday you four hours. They want to see some consistency, and that's how you establish a relationship and you start building your uh, 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 your weekly uh, income. Got you. What are some of the criteria criteria that you look for and that you refer your students um, to when they're looking for a carrier to work for? What do you look for in a carrier? You you want to you want to make sure that the carrier has an opportunity where you can make eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars a week in that 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 price range eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars a week. Um, um, uh, you want them to pay every week, biweekly at at the worst, and you just want them to. Uh, you know, you want to do your research on the company to see what what type of rating they got, how they pay. Um, um, yeah, just, just pretty much, uh, just do some research on the company to make sure that they're taking care of their clients, taking care of their customer base, that they don't have no problems with payroll, just little minor things. You know, you want to make sure that you get paid. Where's the best place to do that kind of research? Uh, you can just, uh, I, you know, when it comes to doing stuff like that, I, I always give that stuff over to my wife. <laughs> so, you know, you're asking the, uh, the wrong person for that. But I mean, we I'm sure we got some smart people out there uh, uh, in your audience right now to know how to research stuff like that. But as yeah. far as me, I always hand that over to my wife. If that defer makes that sense. defer that to the, the real CEO. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. You got that right. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, talk to me about um, scaling. So, did you? So, you started with one van, the older, the older van. Um, you said it was kind of like on its last leg. What, what, what happens after that as you continue to grow with this carrier? Wow, you asked some good questions. So, my testimony—I call it a testimony. So now I got the van. So now I'm researching the box truck. So I want to go from the cargo van to the box truck. So what I found out is that a lot your vans go to the same places to pick up freight that the 18-wheeler goes to and the box truck go to. The mm-hmm. only difference is the 18-wheeler backs up to the dock, the box truck backs up to the dock, the, the cargo van and the sprinter van backs up to the ramp. So you still loaded at the same places. Right. So as I was trying to make that transition, I started asking questions like, man, how do you get a box truck? Where are you getting your loads from? And what I found out, nobody wanted to share information. Mm. They were forwarding and keeping the information. Right. And I told myself I would never, ever do that. That's how mm. the coaching service started. We'll get gotcha. into that later. For but sure, I for sure. I promise I would never, ever do that hold information in from people that's trying to inquire information, how to better themselves or build their company. So, so when I did my research, I found out that I needed $10,000 to get started with a box truck. Okay. Okay. At that time I had $4,000 saved up. Now mind you, I don't recommend this, but when you, uh, when you consider yourself a leader like I do and you consider yourself a chance taker like I am, 
when I see something that I want, I jump out there and I go get it. So I needed 10 grand. All I had was four. At that time, I had a 2005 Hyundai with a dent in it. I title pawned my Hyundai. I borrowed $1,500 from my uncle, and I, and I maxed out my credit cards for cash. And I bought my first box truck, and I made $10,000 my first month. Mm. Mm. Gotcha. And I, and I ain't looked back since. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So let, let's talk about that. Now, when you when you transition into the box truck, are you still working with the same carrier? Yeah, the, the carrier got opportunities for the box truck also. Okay. So I'm 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 doing little local stuff with them um uh with the box truck. But at the same time, I'm finding out the brokers that can keep the box truck loaded with freight. So there's a difference in doing local work with the box truck versus doing over the road work with the box truck. So I work with the carrier just to get the money coming in, doing local work with the box truck and doing local work in the box truck is um, 14 to $1,800 a week. Okay. Got you. And that's, and that's, and, and you're driving at this point still, right? You're, you're actually operating the box truck and owning and operating the box truck. Correct. Correct. All right, cool. Now, what did you do with the, uh, the, the little van, the, the courier van at this, at this I, point? I, I put a driver in it. Okay. All right. So now you have two, two, two pieces of equipment running. You got the courier van running still on one leg, but it's still running. And then you got your box truck. All right. Correct. So, so, so what happens next? Talk to me. So now I sign up with a couple of brokers in Atlanta and I'm still with one of my number one brokers, one of my first brokers. Uh, and I, I gave you that name, ATL carrier. They one of my number one brokers. Matter of fact, I just picked up a load, uh, this morning. I, I'm going to Ocala, Florida paying nine fifty, $950. Um, I started running freight with them and I started doing like, Anywhere from twenty five to thirty two hundred dollars a week. Twenty five to thirty two a week. Yeah, only working four days. Nice. And what type of work are you doing for that uh, thirty two twenty five to thirty two a week for four days? You're just hauling general freight. Classification is called general freight. It can be auto parts. It can be airline uh, airline parts. The load that I got on my. Uh, 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 my, my truck right now is, uh, it comes from a printing company. I got printing, uh, work on my, I got five pallets of printing material on my truck that's going to Ocala, Florida. So it can be anything that's classified as general freight. Now, is this a dedicated lane that you, you've been working? Or is no, this... it's not. No, it's, it's, uh, 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 it's anything that pops up. Okay. Got you. Got you. And, um, what, what is the average rate per mile that you're, that you're getting on these lows? Well, back then when I first started, uh, I was getting anything from two dollars a mile to two twenty. Okay, got you. Okay. And now, now during COVID nineteen, I'm still getting two dollars, but I'm 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 getting uh, between two dollars and two dollars and fifty cent a mile. Okay, okay. And one, so let me explain. Why, why, why'd you say I'm still getting? What's the difference between you and everybody else? Uh. Two reasons. Number one, I'm established. 
And number two, the first box truck is not the box truck that I drive right now. I drive a CDL box truck right now. Okay, so with the, the air CDL brakes. box truck can haul more weight than a non-CDL box truck. Gotcha. So when I got when I got 10,000, 12,000 pounds on my truck, they normally give me 230 a mile, 240 a mile, 250 a mile. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so at what point did you get the the, the CDL truck? Uh, I got the CDL box truck after I had to file bankruptcy. Okay, what happened there? Talk about it. You know, you we we going down a rabbit hole now. Talk to us. Let's let's get uh, real real quick. Right, 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 right. So, uh, part of what I do in 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 the trucker coaching service, I share with my clients that I made all the mistakes for you. That's the value in my coaching service. Okay. So I try to eliminate, well, I don't try to, I eliminate all your headaches and I eliminate thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that you may spend that you don't have to spend. Okay. So one of the first mistakes that I made, I bought the, the wrong type of box truck. I bought a international, uh, uh, I bought a 2010 international uh, uh, box truck with a max force engine which is considered one of the worst engines that you can buy. Mm. So that truck in seven months, I made $86,000, but I had $11,000 in repairs. Oh, wow. And then my last repair, it was an oil leak. It cost me $4,500. And then 30 days later, the transmission went out. So that the, the repairs were so close to one another that I just went on and filed bankruptcy. But I believed in the business so much, right before I filed bankruptcy, I went out and bought me a newer van. I bought me a 2017 Ford Transit cargo van. So then when I filed bankruptcy, and by the way, I still got my truck. But my wife okay. won't let me put no money in it. <laughs> okay. It's a long, it's a long, it's a long Right, story. right, right, right. So I, 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 I went and bought the uh, up-to-date cargo van. I ran that cargo van for a year over the road. And then I came back and then I bought me a 2014 Hino. That's the truck that I recommend all my clients. Got you, got you. 2014 Hino. Okay, perfect. All right, so... We you start out with, with 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 this clunker, this cargo van truck that that you, is, is that one still running? The one with three hundred fifty thousand miles that started, that's gone, right? Yeah, that my, she well, died a long time ago. I figured that. Yeah, but but believe it or not, it wasn't the van fault. It was the driver fault. The I told the driver he got to check the oil because mm. when you got those older vans, they burn up a lot of oil. He didn't check the oil, and the engine blew up. Got you. Okay. Then you transition into your first box truck, which was not the box truck that you should have bought, right? The Max Force engine uh, had a, a, a bunch of repairs on it, ended up filing bankruptcy. Before you filed bankruptcy, you purchased this, this newer, newer truck, right? Um, newer the CDL van. truck. New, you, you, newer, newer van, new, courier van. Right. Cargo and van. Then, and then after you get the cargo van, then you get the, the new box truck, the CDL box truck. I ran the cargo van for a year, and then I went and got a new box truck, another box truck. Okay, got you. So currently, um, I'm assuming that you still are running the, to the Hino, right, the box truck, and then you have a driver in the, uh, the other courier van? 
No, I got rid of that curve van. When I when I upgraded to the Hino, I traded in the uh the the uh the uh cargo van. Okay, 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 got you. So so where are we at now? What what, what is your business now? Is your business now you're running a one box truck and, and that's where we're at? Um uh I got two box trucks and I got one riding up under my authority, and then I'm in I'm in the purchase of buying another one right now. So okay. I got I got my Hino that's running. I got the original box truck that my wife won't let me put no money in. It's just sitting there. <laughs> right. And then I got another box truck that I'm letting ride up under my authority. I get a percentage of what he makes. I get 10%, 12% of what he makes. And then I'm getting, I'm in the middle of buying another box truck right now. Got you. So you're, you're a class A CDL driver, right? You got your license. What made you decide to go with the, the smaller vehicles, the vans, the box trucks, as opposed to, you know, get a semi truck and, 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 and get a trailer. What, what made you stick with the, with the smaller units? Well, when, when I was in CDL school, remember I told you I defied all odds. So I always knew, I told the instructor that driving this 18 wheeler is not my niche because I knew I wanted to drive, but I knew that the 18 wheeler was going to be temporarily. It was just going to be, something that I was going to get a little bit of experience with. I knew I was going to go to the box truck. Okay. And one of the reasons is me personally, the 18 wheeler is just too dangerous for me. In, in my, in my eyesight, gotcha. for somebody else, that might be your niche. That's not my niche. I don't feel comfortable with 40 or 50,000 pounds on a trailer and, and a, a car jump in front of you and you got to hit the brakes. So I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. So, uh, uh, and even with the local stuff that I had with the 18 wheeler with seven up, I was delivering sodas to quick trip. You, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, and I was never on the, on the, on the highway doing, you know, 70 miles an hour with 40,000 pounds on my truck. So to make a long story short, it was never my plan to uh, be an 18 wheeler for a long period of time. It was all, I was always aiming at the box truck. I had learned that um, you can haul freight and make money with that box truck and you just have to find what I tell people that I teach people in my, in my uh, truckpreneur uh, coaching class, this business caters to the 18 wheeler. The 18 wheeler comes number one, make no mistake about that. But there's a specific lane for the box truck. And if you understand that lane, you can make just as much money as them. My mm. box truck did $123,000 last year, working only four days out the week. That's all I work. I, I haven't worked five days ever since I had my box truck. I do three to four days. That's all I do. Got you. Got you. And, and, and what is the formula to, to do that? How, how, how is a box truck able to compete with the 18-wheeler and be on par as far as revenue? Um, when it's obviously a, a, a smaller truck, you know what I mean? You can't carry as much. There's not as much opportunity out there. Obviously, the load boards and everything uh, is more so catered to 18-wheelers. How do you compete? Well, you, you compete by, by knowing the correct information. And the correct information is knowing the brokers that caters to the, the box truck. For example, I'm signed up with 30 brokers that caters to the box truck. So mm. when I wake up in the morning... I just make myself available to my top three brokers here in the Georgia. And then my top three brokers call me and say, I got a load, uh, Atlanta to Ohio, Atlanta to Florida, Atlanta 
And then I, you know, I tell them well, what rate I want. Not right now, I don't even have to make myself available. My phone blows off the hook every morning. Somebody uh, got a load for me to take because I've established myself as a dependable, hardworking trucker in with this box truck, meaning that my motto is being on time is being late. <laughs> being 15 hey, go, go, minutes go, go early. Go into that. Go into that. Being, be, it's always been my motto. I get okay. mad at my wife if she late. And we. I might cancel uh, a dinner date if she late. <laughs> I, I've been like this all my life. But my motto has always uh, been uh, being on time is being late. Being 30 minutes early is being on time. Mm, got you. Got you. So I get my freight to its destination on time. So when you start doing that, and you 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 being on time, and these brokers they don't have to babysit you. Like for example, my load that's going to Ocala, Florida, has to be there at five thirty. I mean, at seven thirty in the morning. I'm gonna be there at seven. But in order for me to get there at seven, I got to get it up at two in the morning. A broker don't want to have to call you and wake you up. Right. So. I have established myself to the point where when they give me a load, they just get out the way and leave me alone. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Oh, and for sure, for you, sure. And once you establish yourself like that, you won't have to contact the broker. The broker will start contacting you. Got you. Got you. You you you've uh, exemplified a certain level of service to where they know that they could depend on you. You're going to communicate. You're going to do everything you need to do, and they could basically just wash their hands of the situation. And they'll be taken care of. Hey man, my number one company right now. What I love about them, not all of my companies do, uh, but them, they give me a load and they get it out the way. Yeah, yeah. They just get out the way. They don't. They don't. They don't blow my phone up. You know because uh, proper proper protocol is. They can check on you to see where you at. They want to, you know, you got to give them an ETA. You got to let them know you're loaded. You got to let them know you're on site. And, you know, sometimes they'll just send you a text to remind you, send you a text to remind you. My people right. don't send me a text. They just get it out the way. Got you. Got you. Dope. At what point did you um, decide to uh, bring somebody else on um, as far as to run under your authority? What made you make that decision? Uh, wow. I've done that multiple times. Um, this particular person is one of my coaching clients. And he just, for you know, the last last person that I let run up, up under my authority, they drive a hit a parked car. My insurance went up. That's, that's part of the good and the bad. Uh, but this particular person caught me at a good time. He's out of Florida. And I told him the only way that I would allow that to happen is that I have to have total control of that truck. And that truck has to be in in my eyesight in Georgia. So uh, he lives in Florida, but the truck is here uh, in Georgia. And I hired the driver. I watch over the truck. I do everything. Got you. Okay. So you take care of everything. So they're basically just investing for the most part um, in the, in the, in the truck. And then you do the hiring, you do all compliance, you take care of everything as far as the company's concerned and his company also. Right. Because you know, my company name is involved. Right. Because they riding up under my company name. So I want to have 100% total control of what goes on with that truck. So, you know, that, you know, and, and lots of times 
I allow people to ride up under my authority for only uh, uh, three to six months, and then I push them out. Okay. Can you, can you get into that a little bit? Why, why is that? Right, because I'm letting you ride up under my authority so I can teach you. And I want you to learn the industry, but I don't want you to depend on me. Mm. I want you to learn it so you can learn it and go forth. And now by you running up under me, you've learned some things. So now it's time for you to operate on your own. And then once I let him go, then I bring somebody else in and then I teach them and then I push them on out. I don't let people get too comfortable riding up under my authority because they, you know, I don't have a problem them reaping the benefits of my name because the 30 brokers that I'm signed up with, they got access to them. Right. But I want you to learn the industry so you can go forth in a year down the road. I call you, you got three trucks now, mm. but you can't have three trucks. If you let, you let me do all the work, I'm doing the work, but I'm training you and teaching you as I go. Got you. Got you. Why, why is it important to you that you do that? Because I want you to understand the industry and I don't want you to get to the point where you are, I guess I can say that I don't want you to be lazy. I don't want you to be dependent on, you know, what Yael transportation can do for you. I want you to establish your own company because, and at the same time, you know, what a lot of people don't understand when, when, when companies, when, when you allow uh, uh, somebody to ride up under your authority or ride up under your company name and you can charge 20%, you can charge 15%, you can charge 10%. But on the flip side of that, all money ain't good money. Cause if you got somebody that's irresponsible, they can get pulled over with an open container, drugs in the truck, and that can mess up your company name. Right. So I try to eliminate the risk. I let you, you know, get established and then I push you out. Got you. What's the biggest misconception about the box truck in, box truck industry? That it doesn't make the money that it's making. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. And you'll be you'll be surprised how many you'll be surprised how many 18 wheeler drivers don't think a box truck is getting uh 210 a mile, 220 a mile. They don't, they don't think, they don't believe that they're getting that. My load tomorrow is paying $2.27 a mile. Mm. Gotcha. You know, and, 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 and the, the 18-wheelers, when COVID hit, the box truck was getting more money than the 18-wheeler. The 18-wheeler took a real dive on the per mile. Right. But right, right now, the box truck, you, you know, um, you, can get, you can get anywhere from $1.70 to uh, two thousand and twenty cent a mile. Dope. What What is your outlook? Um, you know, on your specific niche with everything that's going on now. I mean, you see, we have a lot of um, a lot of uh, big big box retailers closing down. Um, you know, Amazon's buying warehouses left and right. Like, there's so much going on. There's a big shift in transportation. What do you see? What's your forecast? Um, and and how do you see that's going to impact your business and other box truck owners? That's a, a great question. I I really don't know how to answer that because all I know is that freight must be moved. It got to be moved. 
Now we are we are seeing an influx of uh, box truck entrepreneurs getting into the business. Right now, the box trucks are selling like hotcakes on these trucking lots. People like Penske and Enterprise and stuff like that. So as far as what the future holds, at this point, I really can't answer that. Um, but I, I really don't see it being a problem where it's going to affect the industry by uh, uh, influx of box trucks being o o over the road. Because believe it or not, some of the 18-wheeler drivers that I talk to, they, they, they get mad about these box trucks getting into the industry. Right. For what reason? I have no idea because the industry caters to them first. Right. And it's enough, it's enough freight that trickles all the way down to the uh, cargo van. So, you know, it, I mean, it's visualize this and I'm using hypothetical numbers for sure. A 18 wheeler has uh, 32 pallets put on the truck, but it, it only holds 30 pallets. Those same two pallets that needs to go on that truck, but it can't go on that trailer because it's full. Those two pallets has to get to the same destination. So that broker, instead of taking those two pallets and paying an 18 wheeler, 250 a mile, 220 a mile, $3 a mile, he's going to take those two pallets and put it on a cargo van and pay him a dollar a mile. On the flip side of that, if you got two pallets, the broker is not going to put two pallets on an 18 wheeler and pay him 250 a mile. He's going to take those two pallets, depending on the weight, if it's, uh, let's say those two pallets weigh 5,000 pounds, he's going to put it on a box truck and pay the box truck driver a dollar eighty, a dollar ninety mile, maybe two dollars a mile. So it, you know, it's a, it's enough, it's enough freight, is enough work for everybody. So that's why it's kind of hard for me to answer that question. Got you. It's it, all, all the all the equipment works harmoniously together within the trucking ecosystem. The, it, you you need both. You can't you can't have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. It's enough money. It's enough freight for every body and my wife keep telling me to talk about the load boards uh, 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 that I didn't mention like I mentioned that I got 30 brokers I'm also signed up with uh, multiple load boards I'm signed up with Selectus that's the number one load board out there you got to have five trucks to be on Selectus uh, Selectus cost me $350 a month uh, um, I'm on um, Amazon load board um, Amazon is about to hit its peak season in, in November. I got some of my clients getting top dollar. If you don't know anything about Amazon with the box truck, Amazon from two in the morning to six in the morning, you can get paid 230, 220, 250 a mile. Uh, uh, Amazon uh, works with a sense of urgency. What I mean by that is that same load on Monday at two o'clock, they got it for a dollar seventy a mile on the low board. On the low board. Mm. At two a.m. to four a.m., it'll jump all the way to two twenty a mile because nobody got it Monday, right? And it needed delivered Tuesday morning. So between two and six in the morning, your loads will jump up 
30, 40, 50 cent per mile because uh, Amazon, uh, they want that load delivered to the post office. Then uh, I'm on DAT load board. Uh, uh, if you don't know anything about DAT load board, DAT load board, they do partials, what they call partials. And uh, how you work partials, you find a regular load and then you find a partial that can fit up on that same load going in the same direction. So for example, if I find a load, like the load that I got right now on my truck, I got five pallets on there going to Ocala. So I can go on that load board and find another load going to Ocala that might take up five feet of space and then they'll pay you a partial they won't pay you top dollar, but you might can make another 500 going in the same direction. Mm. So you have to learn how to work the load boards and, 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 and put loads together. You can have two loads on that box truck and make a killing. For sure. What's, all, all these different load boards and these different car, uh, companies you're working with, how do you strategize doing that on a weekly basis? Like you said, Amazon has freight. Selectus has freight. What do you do? Do you have your go-to cat, your go-tos, and then you... Like, like if you can't find something there, you go to the next. What's your strategy? How do you look at it? Well, my strategy may be different from somebody that's brand new. So my strategy is I go to my top three people when I wake up in the morning. Or my top three people is blowing up my phone for a load. But when I get to a, a, a place where it's got some distance on it, like if I go to Texas, if I go to Ohio, then I start to uh, uh, notify the other 27 brokers that I'm signed up with. Hey, I'm, I'm in Ohio. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, I'm in Dallas, uh, Texas. You got any loads coming out of Dallas? And then in addition to that, I'm on my load board and the same 30 people that I'm signed up, uh, uh, the uh, other uh, 27 people I'm signed up with, their name might be on the load board. So when I see their load, I'm already signed up with them. So I ain't got to sign up, re-sign up with them. I just put my bid in for the load or I pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, I'm in Columbus, Ohio right now. You got a load coming back to Georgia or you got a load going to uh, Michigan. Uh, here's my bid on that load. And by me already having a relationship with them, it's easier for them to do business with me because they got a track record of what I've done for them. Got you, got you, got you. And do you, so you dispatch yourself, I, I, I assume? Yeah, I dispatch myself, but I also have a box truck dispatching service. Okay, talk and a little bit about son, that. My, my, my son runs the box truck dispatching service. Uh, we started that uh, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Okay. And uh, we've been having some success with it. Uh, we what, what we found out is... Um, a lot of box truck people, they don't know how to find loads. What we also found out is we running into uh, box truck owner operators. They got the truck. They got the insurance. They got everything they need, but they don't, they, they don't know the people that caters to the box truck. Right. So we've been helping a lot of people out to try to help them find loads, get them signed up with the correct brokers that will help them um, uh, keep that, that truck uh, full of freight. Got you, got you, got you. All right, cool. Let's kind of transition and talk and talk about your your coaching and your mentoring. Um, how did you get into that? What what was the what was the start of that to to where you started educating people um, on this box truck lane? Talk to me about that. Well, 
uh, previously we had talked about, I said we was going to get to it, is when I was making that transition to the uh, from the cargo van to the box truck, I would ask questions and nobody wanted to help me, man. And I, I got pissed and I, and I got upset. And I said, I would never, ever be like that. So when I got my box truck and I started making money, I called a, a few of my friends that I went to CDL school with. They were driving for the trash companies and this. I was like, hey, man, I'm doing this. Let me show you. So I end up training and helping five people. No, seven people become entrepreneurs. I took them through the steps. And then my wife's like, well, let's do a seminar class on this. So we had our first seminar class in 2018 at our house for $25. Okay. okay. For $25. I think we had 12 people around our kitchen table. And we did a seminar class uh, for $25. And we've been doing it ever since. Um, we did it. We did it. Five people here, seven people here, two people here. Then I think in 2019, I kept trying to tell my wife, I said, babe, we got something. These people really, really need help. They want this information. But my wife wasn't quite on board yet. So, you know, I knew she was the backbone to this stuff because when it comes to social media, I don't have a clue. Right. I, I just don't have a clue. But, you know, my wife, she got a master's degree and she's good with computers and all of that stuff. So I kept telling her, we got something. I need you to get on board. But she was like, she didn't at the time. I wouldn't say she didn't believe in it. She just didn't buy in all the way. Mm. Mm. Buy into what? That people would be interested in it on a, on a larger scale or what? What did she Correct. Mean? Exactly. Okay. P- people okay. would be interested in it. Yeah, people would be interested in it on a larger scale. So here's what happened. So in 2000, in 2020, January 2020, she said, I think we got something. So she started advertising on Facebook about okay. our coaching seminar classes and all that stuff. So we started getting um, a lot of activity. So we start doing our seminar classes uh, via Zoom and start picking up traction. But we knew that it had to be a better way. So, But we didn't understand social media. So we reached out to uh, some social media people and uh, they wanted to charge us 4000 They wanted to charge us 5000 And then we ran into Mr. Marquell Russell. I don't know if you're familiar with Marquette. I got a little gold TV. He's known as the Backpack Kid. Okay. And uh, he set us up. Um, he set us up with the website. He set us up with the videos. He told us how to market. He told us how to market on Facebook, Instagram. And believe it or not, we thinking that during COVID-19, we, we might get a small response we got a overwhelming response during COVID-19. So um, our coaching services is there's no expiration date. We do, we got a seminar class this Saturday at 12 noon. The seminar class lasts about two and a half hours. Seminar class uh, is $159. Uh, Seminar class was $497. We dropped it to $159. 
We got an online course you can take for $497. And then we got our coaching services that will hold your hand. And we've been having uh we have we've been having 100 percent success rates. When I say that, I just had a text this morning that said, Man, I made twenty nine hundred my first week. I made thirty five hundred my first week. I made forty two hundred. I made forty one hundred. So we've wow. been training people how to start this transportation business from getting your corporation, your EIN number, your uh your authority to you don't buy a truck to I uh, monitor what you're looking at. We show you how to find the truck. We, once you find the truck, we sign you up with the brokers that's going to help keep the freight loaded. Then we show you how to be it on loads. We get you hooked up with Amazon. And then we have coaching calls. Uh, now we just increase them to uh, – we, we got Zoom coaching calls four days out the week now. It was twice a month. But now we got them four days out the week to answer any questions uh, that you might um, have problems with. So it all started, man, from – it all started from nobody wanted to help me, and we started helping people uh, for free. And then we went and got some social media help, and we took off. Dope, dope. Oh, I love it, and, man. Yeah. And, and what we found out, when we got overwhelmed during COVID, we thought we was going to get a small response. But what we found out is the overwhelming response was because people lost their jobs and they had the desire to be an entrepreneur before they COVID hit. Right. But when COVID pushed them out of their job, it put them in a, a mindset that this is the right time to do it now. Right. Because I no longer have my job. Right. So when we thought that we was going to have a minimum response, we had a overwhelming response because the people that always wanted to be a truckerpreneur or get into trucking or be an entrepreneur, they took advantage of it when they got pushed out. Got you. Makes sense. Makes sense. What what type of people do you find gravitating towards this industry? Um when I say type, I mean, is it like women to men ratio? Um, are these professionals? Are these people who already drive trucks? What type of people are coming into your in, into your uh, mentorship? We got multiple types of clients. We got the 18-wheeler driver that's been driving for uh, Swift for 10 years. He tired of making them money. So now he, he's like, I want, I want to, I, I want to do this. And, and and by him saying, I want to do this, he can make six figures by coming down to something that is not as as ex, ex, expensive as an 18-wheeler. So right. he's already a driver, so he already know how to drive, so he can drop down to a box, and it's inexpensive compared to the 18-wheeler. And in addition to that, he's ready to get out of that danger zone anyway of driving an 18-wheeler and getting something a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more safe. So that's one type of client. Then we got the client that been working for Ford for 25 years. He don't want to leave his job, but he wants some additional income. So he get he gets a truck and he hires a driver, and we show him how to hire a driver. Then you got the females. When I tell you I got some, I got some, well, I got some females ain't playing no games, brother. <laughs> I'm talking about they ain't playing 
no games. I'm talking about they didn't got their truck, some of them driving, some of them hiring drivers. So we got the females that are single mothers that want to make six figures, but they also want to have that time and freedom for their kids. So that's why when I told you that I work three to four days out the week, they 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 respond to that because now they know that they can make twenty five hundred in a week, but also that's three or four days, and they got three days off for their kids. Got you, got you. And then you got then you got just your regular guy that's looking for extra income, and he's tired of working for somebody. He's work he's making forty grand, fifty grand. And uh, he's ready to make that transition to being an owner operator and make his own money and have the freedom to take care of his family and be with his wife and be with his kids and just regular entrepreneurs. Got you. People who have no experience in the transportation industry at all, just looking for something new or want to invest their money somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. And, and people with background issues. We emphasize that because mm. this industry, this industry, um, they don't care nothing about your background. And the reason they don't care nothing about your background, because you are an independent contractor. That is your truck. You pay the truck note. You pay the truck insurance. All they want to know is, can you get that freight to point A to point B? That's all they want to know. So we, we emphasize people with background issues uh, to help them uh, transition uh, from uh, filling out an application and always got to fill out have you been convicted of a felony and that pop up and they can't get no job and they can't get that. And um, we also talk to the uh, parents. They got that knuckleheaded child that he can't <laughs> keep no job. We we like to call them the knuckleheaded little Ray Ray and little Pookie. They, yeah. uh, they in the back smoking yeah. weed. They don't, they don't want to work with nobody, right. but they'll listen to their mother or their father. You can put them in that cargo van and show them how they can make $800 a week and you can birth that entrepreneur spirit in them. And that can, that can change their lives and turn them around. Wow. Wow. Dope, man. Thank you for being so transparent, man. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, let, let, let's kind of bring it around full circle. So um, we started with your, the event that you guys just now had, and I want to come back to that event as we close. So you, you've had this, this amazing journey for the last seven years. Um, and, and, and to, from where you started your own company, you, you had a truck broke down, you got new truck bankruptcy, all these ups and downs, trials and tribulations. And now come today, you have an event over 200, 300 people come out to see you, to check you out. How does that feel? Um, how, how does, how does something like that feel? I just, just, just talk to me a little bit about that, like where you're at right now and going back and looking at your journey and then and, and, and bring, bring us back to current where you're at right now today. Well, let me, let, me, let me say this to you. My wife is the backbone behind everything we do. Everything you see with anything that got to do with social media, promotions, all of that, anything that got to do with a computer, she does all of that. So it was her idea to do that event. And... When she put it on our Facebook group, we got a Facebook group called uh, Start a Box Truck Company, We Train You. There's a lot of activity in that group. She put it on that group, and she put a 100 reservations out there, and it was sold out in a day. Then mm. she put another 100, it was sold out. Then she put another 100, it was sold out. Now, mind you, 
at this time, I don't believe people are going to show up. <laughs> right. And the reason why, and I'm being transparent, I don't sure. believe they're going to show up because the reservations, there was no cost. So if it's no cost, there's no commitment. There you go. You feel me? For so sure. it's not like she said, here's 100 reservations. It's the tickets are $25. The reservations was free. It's right. free. Right. We supplying the food and everything. So mm. in my mind, I'm like, well, if, it, if it's no commitment, they ain't going to show up. When I tell you, when I saw all those people, man, I was almost in tears. Wow. Because they came to see me and my wife. They came from Chicago, Ohio, Wichita, Kansas, Dallas, Texas, uh, Philadelphia. They came from, uh, what, what, what else? Uh, man, they came from uh, Carolina, Indianapolis. It, it, was, it was just, it was an overwhelming feeling. And it just, it, I can't even explain the gratification, how we felt and how sincere they made us feel when they said, man, you guys have changed our lives. Right, right. You have changed our, you, you know, we, we, we went from a $50,000 uh, uh, a year job and we just made five grand last week. I just made 7,000 last week in my box truck. I just made 2,900 my first week. I just made 4,100. All because Coach Sheldon and your wife, you guys held our hand and showed us the way. The most gratifying thing, I, I can't even explain it, man. I can't no even doubt. explain no, it. I, 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 I can tell, man. That's why I wanted to ask that question because I know that had to be really special for you um, and your wife, you know, going through everything you guys went through. And then you're pouring into people, you're helping people, um, you're leading with all this value. And then for them to reciprocate it in that way, to show up for you guys and to be there for that moment is kind of a testament to every all the work that you've been doing over the years. So I know that had to be special. Extremely special, man. Extremely. We going to Dallas. We going to Dallas uh, November the 24th. We going to put on an event in Dallas. So we gonna, we going to post that. I think my wife already posted it. Um, uh, we going to do a seminar at the hotel. We're going to be live. We also going to do a pull-up event, the same type of event for all the people in Dallas. The same thing. Got you. Got you. All right, we, we're going to start bringing things to a close, and we've been rapping for a minute. This has been a really dope, dope show. I thank you so much for your time. Um, so, so one question I got to ask, I always ask my guests, where do you see um, your company and, and, and your, your, your training in the next three to five years? Where do you, where do you plan on taking this thing? What, what's your goals for the next three to five years? Well, I, well I, our primary goal right now, we're giving back, meaning that we just hired uh, three people. We hired a, a, another. We hired a female as a coach to duplicate what I do. We ha- hired an administrator. Uh, we hired. We, we hired an executive assistant. Uh, we get ready to hire another coach. We hired a social media person to uh, to, to do our Instagram posts. Uh, we creating jobs. Uh, we just hired five dispatchers for the box truck uh, dispatching service. So um, we're just going to continue to hire people, continue to give back. Some of the people that I'm currently coaching, we hired them, Mm. you know, you know, so we giving back to them. Uh, Not all the people that we're coaching are part part of uh, uh, are an employee. We also hire people outside 
uh, the coaching client base. Uh, we always sow seeds of kindness. We always give a, a couple of seminars uh, for free. We then gave uh, online courses for free. Uh, we just, you know, we sow seeds of uh, uh, kindness like that because we believe that. Here's what we believe. We believe that God will send us people that need us and God will send people that we need. Mm, I like that. So, like you, that. you know, we, we believe in that. Everybody may not be a good fit for us. Uh, you know, it ain't all about money. I just had a situation with one of my clients, uh, you know, had some marital problems. They signed up for coaching and uh, they had to go into their money to take care of their family. We get ready to refund them their money. You know mm. what I'm saying? So because it ain't about the money, if you, you know, we can revisit this down the road. Right. So we don't want you to, you know, you put down a certain amount of money. We're we going to refund you that, that portion of that money back, a large portion of that money back. So. Damn, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right. And, and the, fi- the final question. Um, well, well, first, before I get to that, how, when, when somebody works with you guys directly, how do, how do they get in touch with you and kind of just give me a brief uh, snapshot of how that kind of works when somebody gets into your programs? Well, we got multiple ways. The first way you can go on our Facebook group. We got a Facebook uh, private group. It's called Start a Box Truck Company. We train you. That's our private Facebook group. Uh, you got to answer two questions. My wife is going to let you in. Then we have, uh, you can go to our website. Our website is yaeltransportation.com. You go to our website, then you get to see all the testimonials, all the people that we didn't help all across the country. And uh, you can click on, uh, what did you click on, Barry? For um... uh, services. You can click on services. Then you can sign up for the seminar class. You can sign on for the online course. Or you can sign up for the free Zoom call. We do a free Zoom call Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We, we do a free Zoom call Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can ask us. We give you an introduction of what the seminar is about. And then you can ask me. Q&A. We open it up for Q&A for around about 15 minutes. And nice. then and then once once you do that, then uh, we take it from there. Awesome. Awesome. And, awesome. And then we're on Instagram, too. And what's your Instagram? On, my wife does all that. Sheldon underscore box truck coach. Got you. Got you. Got you. Dope. All right. And now it's time for our final thought. So give the Truck and Hustle audience um, some parting words, something you want to leave with them, something that's on your heart. It could be business. It could be financial. It could be spiritual. Whatever comes to mind, whatever you want to leave them with. And then we're going to wrap it up. We're going to get out of here. Truck and hustle audience, always remember this. Don't never let nobody talk you out of your dream and your vision. Whatever vision you have, regardless if it's in the trucking business or whatever is into You cannot share your vision and your dream with everybody. Some people will talk you out of it because unconsciously they are not an entrepreneur. They are a worker for somebody else. Then you got your hater that he just don't want to see you succeed better than him. Stay diligent. Stay on your knees in prayer. Don't let nobody talk you out your vision. Nobody whatsoever. And you stay patient. And, um, um, 
and uh, your, your, your your Uncle Jerome that that got a, a little money bag, go ask Uncle Jerome, can you borrow about five stacks? And uh, little auntie, auntie that's sitting on that money bag and you $5,000 short, go ask auntie, can you borrow a couple of thousand dollars to get this trucking thing on the road? And last but least, your mother and your father that got some money and they pissed off at you because you dating somebody that you shouldn't be dating. I'm just making humor right now. <laughs> go go and apologize to them and then wait three days later and ask them, can you borrow a couple of thousand dollars? Mm. Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes to get your vision up and running. And pray. Always pray. No doubt. No doubt. Sheldon Moore, thank you. Thank you. Uh, also, your wife, Tammy. Um, I appreciate you guys so much, so much for joining me today on Truck and Hustle. This was a dope show, man. You guys, you, you dropped so many jewels. You gave a lot of value. Super transparent. I appreciate it. I'm sure the audience will appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. Hustle fam, we are out. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.